Start in T minus ten seconds. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. We have ignition. Ahoy, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Unconstitutional Awakening. This evening, Bandit Knox have joined me, and we brought on a, a guy here in Georgia who's running for a state Senate seat. Senate seat. His name is uh, Leland Olinger. And I, man, I, I first noticed him when I seen his signs popping up all over town with a, with a pot leaf on it, because that's something you don't really see in the state of Georgia. It's kind of scary to a lot of people. So, you know, you know, at least publicly anyway, I'll say. Um, and it's... It's good to see, you know, people like that pushing for something like that. But then I started researching into him a little bit more and I, and I got to realize and I was like, well, this is somebody we need to talk to because he's out here actually trying to make a change and going after things like corrupt officials or lying officials to to unjust laws that are on the books doing no good for anybody except for, you know, putting people away for nonsense. And and so I just felt it was real necessary to talk to this fellow. So, you know. I'm going to just turn it over to him for a second. And how you doing this evening, bud? Awesome. Just now relaxing after the deliveries all day. Fantastic. That's that's actually how how we uh, finally got to meet face to face. Yes. He he made a delivery out here. That, you know, it's like one of those services or whatever where random folks bring things to you. And this awesome dude showed up in my yard, so it was kind of exciting. <laughs> yeah. I love going up your driveway and backing down it because I got that backup camera. And it's just fun to back down the driveway. <laughs> that is, I don't know why your your driveway. I love backing down it. Well, thank you, thank you. I didn't realize it was so fun to be on. That's awesome. But well, it, it, it's just because the way it looks on my camera, because <laughs> I don't. You know, it's weird because you know the truck has a backup camera, and yeah. I don't use my rearview mirror anymore for backing up. Nice. So, but nice. yeah, you know, you're right. I'm out there. You know, I am for change. You know, all these career politicians, they say the same bull every time an election you know, comes around. You know, the Republicans, oh, education, you know, same talking points. Everybody is sick of that shit. Everybody I'll talk to, I say, hey, I'm all, I'm pro legalization. You got my vote. They don't care. They don't care if I'm Republican, <laughs> whatever. Just the fact that I want legalization. And I can tell you right now, I have flipped more Democrats for this election than anybody I've ever heard of because just because of that policy. They're like, you got my vote. You know, uh, the pot leaf, when I envisioned it, I knew it was going to reach people, but I've never thought it would hit the way it has uh you know i've got people that approach me when i'm you know doing you know inside walmart shopping sure. if i'm out doing the curbside pickup they come up hey you're him you're really him you know kind of thing and, yeah. yeah that's no i mean that's that's fantastic it's and i mean it's good to see you being like actually involved with people and i guess you know that's what that what's what brought my interest to you is because you're clearly not a politician you're you're an av everyday Joe that's sick of the shit and decided to do something about it. Exactly. And so and let me ask you, how, how challenging was it to get your name on the ballot? Not really. Yeah. It, it's, 
the behind the scenes paperwork that is a pain in the butt you have to also be willing to open your life financially uh you know you have to go through the ethics committee sign up with them you know get a business license for it you know um and the process it's all the rules that you have to follow after you, you know, to sign up. Sure. Uh, and then after you do become a candidate, you know, like, yeah, there's all, you know, even with donations, the donations thing, I don't even want to deal with it. So I don't care if people donate to my campaign, you know, because it's a big pain. I don't want to deal with my first time. Sure. You know, but I can't accept them. But other than that, you know, that's also why I'm doing the deliveries. You know, I make really good money at it, and it pays for what I want for my campaign. And, you know, that, those signs, bumper stickers, and like that have been, you know, inexpensive. Yeah. But, done, you know, has done, helped a lot. Now, I, I did see on your, uh, uh, you know, on, on your Facebook pages there recently that video you made where the uh, county was taking your signs down and leaving everybody I, else. I'm there. not sure if it was the county or, uh, you know, what, but it, it, it was pretty fun, you know, because the county, you know, they all have that, <laughs> you know, the right away from the, uh, from the street, you know, from the center of the road to the edge, you know, plus, you know, sidewalk and all that county property and my sign there had a bunch of other you know see a bunch of other political signs there and so i put mine out legal space i thought you know figured should have been they're out there a couple days then they were gone so i put more signs out bam they were gone the next day yeah i'm like come on then i call up oh well that's private property i'm like okay what about the counties you know that kind of thing i was like whatever yeah and, you know, all these other signs there. So, you know, I, I just figure someone uh, in Butts County didn't want them there. And, oh, well, the problem is everybody already knows because everybody, you know, sees the signs everywhere else and everybody's talking. And I realize that now. And, you know, it, it's people want it. They don't, you know, my plan is to give it to the people because the people need to prosper off of it, not the state like they have been. You know, you want restitution, you know, because that's how you give restitution, give it to the people. Let the people handle, let the people prosper. They can get their regulations that they want from the big companies, but those big companies, they're going to have to buy from the local people. Let the people prosper. You get the people to prosper, your local communities prosper. You'll have the funds, you know, to because when people have excess money that they don't know what to do with, then you have those people that will help the people that are, you know, need help in the community. Sure. Yeah, right now, you don't have that in communities because everybody's starving for money. You know, I seen. I, I mean, I did see. You know, some of the stuff that you, you know, you're talking about on on your platform is about the economy and bringing it back to, you know, a local kind of economy to kind of help bring taxes down and you know, yes. put some money back into the dollar since it's pretty much gone at this point. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, even with taxes, I you know I know that the government's going to want ta to tax it, but they don't need to tax the hell out of it like these other states have. You know. I do not, I, you know, these other states that are legal, that's great. But the problem is they still have so much criminality with it. Yes. And, you know, that, that's the thing I want to stop, you know, dead in his tracks uh, at the Capitol is the criminality that they would want to put with it over propaganda that we were raised with, you know. The, the thing that turned me off with, I was in eighth grade. I'm 47. You know, in eighth grade, that's when the D.A.R.E. program started coming out. Or for third grade, I'm sorry. I was eight years old. And the cops come in and they're like, oh, yeah, talk about the dangers. And it, it, right there, you know, it was the make or break question. They said, yeah, there was a question behind the story, sorry. They said that, oh, look, the local teen at the high school just got killed the night before because he was driving while he was high. Well, I have older sisters that were in high school. Me being the inquisitive little 
eight-year-old when they got home, who was the kid that died at your school? No one died. Yo, hold the cops said. They're like, no. And from that point on, I was like, fuck that. You know, I said, well, I watched a Cheech and Chong movie and it, it was all over for me. I knew I was. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, I'm, 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 I've always been a big advocate for it. I'm, I haven't been a Are big. Are talking big... about the boomers uh, weed mania? Is this right. what we're talking about? The whole Pretty weed much. mania uh, thing? The reefer madness. Reefer madness. Yeah, reefer madness, weed mania. Yeah, it's one of the same, but it's the, what the whole the boomer generation pushed, pushed on us uh, Gen X guys because I'm a, I'm a fellow Gen Xer myself. It's like I can remember going in <clears throat> and listening to the D.A.R.E. officer talk about this and – it actually statistic when you look at it statistically though, Dare pushed more kids towards drugs yes. than pushed away because it it educated them on like what to look for and what it looks like, what the you know the whole what what it does to you, and it actually encouraged kids like, hey, that sounds fun. I want to try it, <laughs> and it was just oh, a horrible waste of money. Holy oh yeah, I remember being in sixth grade, man, and we had like the dare officer come into our classroom and be yeah. like, "And you don't want to go there or there or there because that's where you can buy it." And I'm like, "Dude, like, I'm, <laughs> I'm on it, man." <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's like, wait, wait, what? What intersection what was that again? Waste. Hang on, I'm still writing it down. Right, like, what a waste! Yeah. And it's like every state now is, you know, even Kentucky where I'm at is getting the whole, getting behind the whole medical thing. But uh, it, it follows suit. Like legalization follows right after it becomes medically uh, available. Well, it sure. follows suit with recreational use. Here's the thing with, you know, talk about, you know, with medical and recreational. I was just talking to uh, another uh, person that's running for the house seat for this district. Uh, and, you know, she said, oh, yeah, you know, she explained that she's from medical. And I looked at her, I go, nah, we just need to go straight, full legalization. And she goes, why? I go, I'm going to tell you why. I go, first we'll start with medical, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I go, because this is what happened everywhere else. You're going to get everybody going to the doctor and getting a prescription for medical use. So screw that. Just make it fully legal. They ain't got to go to the doctor. You, know, you ain't going to waste time, taxpayer dollars. You've got to do everything, you know, take as much criminality, if not all criminality, away from it and treat it almost like a vegetable. Oh, my. It's but it, it grows like a vegetable. That's the thing. Exactly. It grows. We're, I could plant it in my front yard. You know, I can't plant heroin in my front well, yard. I can't there, plant it on on my front on yard. The medical side of things as well. So I live in California, you guys, just in case you didn't know Leland. And so I'm in the home of like legal weed, you know, you can't yeah, get more legal yeah. than California. Having said that, I know a guy who was looking at getting his medical card and never did. Right. But there are some dispensaries in my locality that will only sell to you if you have a medical card, even in California, even though it's 100% legal and so on and so on. But on top of that, not only will those dispensaries only sell to you if you have a medical card, but if you have a medical card in California, and this should come as a surprise to absolutely nobody, they will not allow you to buy a firearm at all. You can't own one. Okay, you can't. Uh, here in Georgia, uh, I was supposed to surrender my uh, concealed weapon permit when I got my Georgia medical crap card. Uh well, fuck it, I never did. You know, my shit, my Good guns, man. it ain't none of their business what guns I have in my clock. You know? So, I don't hurt nobody. They don't hurt nobody. You know, it, it's just more proof that it's stupid laws like that that we do not need. Exactly. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Another like, thing, when, when you're talking about the laws of stuff, it's like... Uh, if they made it legal nationwide, cops are actually going to have to do real police work. <laughs> we can all agree on that. No, I mean, there's going to be no more. Like, there's going to be no more <laughs> posting in front of their historic 
what they think is historic 10 pound weed bust in, on the interstate. Right. In, uh, they're going to have to do real police work to bring in money. In, you know, in oh, Leland's district, actually, I not very far from my house on the way home one day from the local dollar general. I, I got, I'm, I went from the four way <laughs> intersection and didn't even make it to my road, got pulled over and, you know, I'll entertain it, whatever. Sure. It's pouring down raining, but if you want to bother me because it's pouring down raining and I had a hood on my head, go ahead and profile me. So he shows up and he walks yeah. out. So he, so he shows up and he walks up to the, into the side of the thing. And he's like, you were following that 18 wheeler kind of close. I was like, all right, my bad. And, and he was like, well, I'm going to give you a warning. I was like, all right, cool. And he was like, well, and, and, and according to, and I actually forget the exact law at the moment, but he's like, according to such and such law, and I, I talked about this in the group chat before, but, you know, uh, I, I can get you out of your car just to write you was this Mims. Mims, that's what it was. Pen versus Mims. He goes, he goes according Mims. to Pen versus Mims, I can take you out of your car and uh, while I write you this warning. I said, no, you can't. And he's like, oh, yes, I can. They, you know, that's what that ruling was. And so even though I knew he was wrong, I cooperated just because I have nothing to worry about. And it turned into him and his other little jerk buddy that backed up his quote of Penn versus Mims and told me to shut my mouth because I had a, uh, I, I must have had a, uh, an agenda because I told him what they were doing was unconstitutional. And uh, he, they, you know, they, they kept going on. I was like, go ahead, go ahead. And they found my uh, legal bought at a legal dispensary here at the store, one of the CBD stores. Uh, in fact, one that has your sign in it, that's, you know, over in Locust Grove and stuff. And they, they, uh, they, they, were, they, they were like, they were like, that's, they, they were like, they were like, I have, I have a way to test that and tell you if that's legal or not. I was like, I can show you the receipt in the glove compartment if you want. Like it came from right up the street here in the state. And so they went through this whole thing. And of course he didn't find anything. And he told me to go about my day. Didn't even write the warning. And I got, I got home and immediately checked because I was like, I know he's misquoting this law. And it turns out he is. It was overturned, and it is deemed unconstitutional for him to drag me out of a car for you know, nothing more than a warning. And, and it makes me wonder how many of these so-called busts in this county have been put on that unconstitutional law being, being uh, you know, said mm -hmm. verbatim. Like, cause he told, he told me that's how he does every one of his traffic stops. So I, so that lets me know that, you know, at least a hundred people that I could think of that have been stopped by this guy have been, had their rights violated by somebody that claims <laughs> to know the law and doesn't even know, apparently doesn't even know their ass from a hole in the ground. Well, what's really funny, Jimmy, is I actually wanted to be a serial killer profiler for a long time. That stuff always fascinated me. Right. So I, I went through a criminal justice program when I was in college before I went to culinary school and finally found what I do. But my teacher, when I was in this uh, criminal justice program, talked about this principle called fruit of the poisonous tree. And essentially what that means is that if there are any laws violated or any, you know, if, if conduct is not 100% proper in the process of finding what they would deem as evidence, then that evidence throws out. is, it's thrown is out. completely thrown out. It doesn't matter because they got it through unsavory means or what have you. So. Yeah. That's interesting because you know that in that experience with me, one of the two turned their body cam off during the experience because you know they didn't they didn't want any issues, I guess. Because I started, <laughs> I, I know my laws. Like I'm I'm somebody that knows sure. my rights, and I guess that's a dangerous thing in today's world. Oh, it is, dude. They automatically think that if as soon as they pull you over and you know your rights, they automatically assume that you're up to no good. This guy knows his laws. He's up to something. We got to find out what that is. It's, it's an automatic true. assumption. They automatically think you're the bad guy just because you know their job better than they do. It, and it's sad, though, but we're wasting everybody's time, like, you know, on putting people and filling up the local jail, even and other local jails with people that are smoking some grass. Like, did we not just have murders and stuff that they need to be investigating? Oh, I see. That's the problem. You know, was, once once that becomes legalized, they actually got to go do real police work. That, it was, that'll I imagine how much that'll trim the fat, too, though, when they actually have to stop popping guys for weed. How yep. many of them are going to lose their jobs and have to find a job that real you know, work. doesn't have anything to do with 
kneeing a guy in the face repeatedly for smelling like a hippie, you know? <laughs> About three months ago, <laughs> got busted in Calvita County with a half pound of pot. I had him out within, you know, about 24 hours of him getting uh, put in jail. You know, I had the paperwork uh, already done up for his uh, bond hearing. And I think he was out of jail within two hours after getting his bond. But, you know, a half pound pot, that got, you know, his his, his bond was like 11000 or whatever. Ridiculous. And he was out within 24 hours of, with a half pound of pot. The sheriff told him, I don't care. He goes, I don't want you in jail. I just want your money. And that's what it is, really. It's a racket. Extortion. It's it's extortion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, have to, charges. I'll have to get uh, one of my buddies, Walker Chandler, one of Georgia's top pot lawyers, uh, and been an advocate for legalization for over 50 years. Ooh, I'd love Here to talk to him. This man, his business cards are a pack of Randy's. <laughs> nice, dude. And that brings that, you brought up another good point, man. Cash bail should be done away with. Hmm? Cash bail should be done away with, man. That that it's does nothing but target. Afford it. Yeah, yeah. That 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 does nothing but target uh, the least fortunate. I, absolutely. You know? I, I won't. I won't. It's only. It. You're poverty stricken, and the the poorest well, and, are the and only ones that they, suffer from that. That's one of the things with legalization that will take away a reason for a cop to harass someone that you know may not have the money to afford. Yeah, yeah, no shit, man. They're not going to be able to walk up to the car and go. Smells like heroin in here. No, it smells like menthol now. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, dude, don't even. Oh, illegal. Dude, that's that. Uh, no, it's it's ridiculous. It's government over certain only in certain areas, man. But uh, no, nah, man, that was less cigarettes I smoked before but, I quit. Let's I'm not that, that, dude. I mean, if they if they tell me I can't have a cherry snow cone, goddamn it, I want a cherry snow cone twice as bad. You know, the underground market for the underground market for cools is gonna explode, man. <laughs> It, and I mean, it's just, it is, it is ridiculousness, you know, just especially most of your areas like this, you, and especially in the South, you still, I, I'll stand by, behind it a hundred percent. You still got a lot of these little counties and a lot of these little small towns still running by that good old fashioned, good old boy system. And it's uh, somebody's, somebody's, somebody's uncle, you know, that sheriff and judge and stuff like that. And, and, and I believe that's where corruption breeds. Like people that are goes like, all oh, the way North, dude. Uh, it does, and people it are like, you know, north, that. dude. Holy cow, man! It and, goes north here. And I think the local political community here. I'm being told that they are underestimating me. You know, they. I, I, I'm a complete political outsider. You know, right. I live in a trailer. That's good, though. That's, <laughs> that's good, what though, we because need that's for. where, like, science. With politicians like science, all of the uh, groundbreaking stuff has come from the fringe. It has yep. never come from within the core. It has always come from the fringe. You know, so, all of these. Bandit, Bandit, you know, you made a good point earlier, you know, before, you know, Leland had come on. And when, and actually it made me think of like when Nomi was on too, you know, about, about us, uh, uh, about working on like another kind of infrastructure because sure as much as we'd love to see it crumble the reality of it is in our lifetime we may not actually see it all crumble to the ground and if there is an opportunity to make some sort of a change like put this guy in for you know my local municipality you know to to change things like that's that's actually something worth you know worth taking part in i guess i mean you know i'm 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 not everybody that does know me and listens to me knows I am not, you know, pushing for a politician and I don't think this guy is one and that I truly don't take part in that kind of system because I think a lot of it's a big rig and a big show, but at the same time I do actually see you making a difference around here in general because I I I I can I can literally see which neighbors I want to go talk to because they totally have your sign in their yard. And those are people that actually <laughs> I need to be friends with instead of watching people do the Trump and Biden and fighting each other, you know, like, 
Instead, we've yep. got instead we've got a pot leaf on a on a thing, and I'm like, hey, those people are supporting this guy. I bet you they're cool folks. Like, you know, and it's like you the can't stand there on the corner in Jenkinsburg. Yes, sir. Uh, well, I talked, uh, but anyways, the guy in the local fruit stand. Uh, I stopped in there uh, Saturday. Yeah. And uh, she looked at my truck. She, I go, yes, that's me. And she goes, really? She goes, let me tell you something. She goes, my dad has not voted in 30 years. The last time <laughs> he voted was when Clinton was in office. And he goes, he went out and he's already voted for you. Wow. And, well, it's not, yeah, you you, that you kinda, can't use the – sorry. Go ahead. And, and, you know, stories like that, you know, they – Give me a you know, hope, and you know, try to keep a level head about it, you know, because I know I'm going up against the uh, the political system. Sure. Yeah. And the two guys, you know, that I'm running against, yeah, one he was already said. I think they're both senators, at, you know, different times. Yeah. So and got those deep political ties, and I'm going up against that. Sure. Sure. And that's, and I mean, and that's, and that's a real thing. Like that's, that's what I was saying earlier. You've got a lot of politicians that have been in there almost our entire lifetime. And if they haven't been in there, you know, they regularly, been. they've been in there like reoccurringly because they do bounce back and forth every now and then, but they've still been a part of the system 50 years. And it's, it's, it's time for there to be something different in there because in 50 years, we haven't got any freer. If anything, we've got the opposite. Nothing's happening. And, and, and what is our government supposed to be comprised of, if not of the people, by the people, for the people, right? Look, dude, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you straight, Leland. You can smell a fad from a mile away, and you ain't one of them, dude. You're like Charlie Daniels if he had a baby with Derry Garcia. Even if you don't, um, even if you don't change the system, you know, even if you don't, Let's just say you get elected and accomplish nothing. You still shake it things still, up. It still, it still plants the idea yeah. into mm -hmm. other people's heads that even you know a regular guy, even a regular guy, can run for office and possibly change. Because we all know you can't use the corrupt system to beat the corrupt system. Can't, it, oh. it ain't going to happen, man. It's rigged against you. They'll beat you with experience. But yeah, yeah. And... It's just it. It plants the idea. But it, but it tells, you, it tells you, you, you take an average Joe like this and throw him in that in that spot. Ju I mean, just that alone, like that's gonna ruffle feathers and shake things up. Well, it's well, because an average Joe is relatable. Look what happened in New Jersey. The uh, Senate president lost his seat to a uh, tow tow truck tow truck driver i'm i don't quote me on this because i could be wrong i think i'm wrong he was either a, he's either a tow truck driver or a, del he was, he <laughs> or, delivered or a garbage truck driver yeah. but he only spent a hundred and sixty dollars on his campaign it was just enough to get his name on the ballot and he ended up beating the senate president who had been in office for 30 something years i think <laughs> Some dude with no political experience beats this guy. And see, it's it's stories like that that give regular Joes like, hey, I got a chance. And then mm. if that guy had, knows these guys' stories or knows about you, Leland, goes, I want to make a difference. Exactly. He runs for office, gets elected. Somebody else, just like him, run, and then they get a majority of the Senate or a majority of their House of Representatives – then they really can change things, sure. you know, because they're sure. all of the same mindset. Uh, yeah, one of the things I could say that has helped me to be able to run for office is, you know, decisions I've made in the past. You know, I own my house. You know, I paid cash for it. I own it outright, so I don't have that expense every month. You know, I've got it down to where it's just my utilities, nice. what I have out every month. Nice. And, yeah. Yeah, then, yeah, this delivery thing, it, it pays real good. Yeah. It, you know, as a Senate, you know, if I win the primary tomorrow and go on and win the general election, you know, that, being a senator only pays 18, you know, just a little, a little under $18,000 per year. Sure. 
and you know, so you're still going to be a, you're still going to be don't amongst want the people. people to be able to live comfortably in office. So they you know they don't want to give anybody a raise, you know, but th there are ways around it to figure out, you know, so that more people like me could run for office, you know, and be able to afford to live throughout the year. Sure. Sure. And, and I mean, I, I think it's admirable though, to, you know, be, you know, to take, to take whatever they gift you, of course, as sort of like a little salary and still be out here, you know, trucking it amongst the people continuing to deliver or do whatever it is that you would be, you know, needing to do to make ends meet. And I mean, to me, that's technically how it was all, you know, originally started, I guess. It was supposed to be more it, of a voluntary thing instead of you've got career politicians now that, like we have already said, have been in there 50 years and they're making, they're making six more than six, seven, eight figures a year, you know, being in office for 50 years. And I think that's a crock of... They're only making six like, figures yeah, a year. I, I want y'all to... Uh, between one hundred and twenty dollars and $150,000. That is for the uh, that is for the U.S. senators and uh, U.S. congressmen. They're making anywhere from one hundred twenty-five to one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year, but most of them are millionaires, and that's impossible on that salary. So think about that. One other thing, if you notice with the pot leaf, if you count the leaves, I purposely had it designed with thirteen leaves on it on purpose. Oh, yeah? All right, let's hear it. I want to hear it. All right. We started out with the 13 colonies. Or the 13, uh, yeah, 13 colonies, right? All right. That started off the United States. I made the 13 leaf pop leaf. There it is, everybody, for you to see it. Symbol for uh, legalization. Okay. Well, and I mean, as, as somebody who believes deeply in the esoteric and you know, what, what people call the occult world. Um, I, uh, there, you know, there's actually magic behind that number. So as, as seeing that as a number of good luck and not a number of something that, you know, most people are like, Oh, 13. No, I, I see that as a number of luck and prosperity. Like that's, I think that's great in your favor. And in a sense, kind of setting yourself a spell so that you can, you know, push yourself off and into the into the head of the game. Like I know it's kind of weird sounding, but I'm I'm into stuff like that, and I think there's actually reality behind it. So you know, I, I think that's kind of neat that you did that, and and the fact that you're also you know looking at it as you know like the thirteen colonies kind of thing. Because you're right, you know, from what we've been taught in history, we you know we we were found as basically a nation of people that were rejects and such and got tired of being pushed around and worked on doing our best for each uh, for each other and you know by working together and being free because that's i think i think the more free you are the more close a community is like people i don't yes. think people understand that concept but the more laws you have the more you're separating yourself from your neighbors like you you because you know this neighbor doesn't like this and that one doesn't like that and because you do it and they don't like they have a problem with you and i you know this is this is back to that good old fashioned mind your business like the whole benjamin franklin thing like he just you know if it's if you're not harming anybody then turn the other cheek cuz it ain't it it's not for you to bother with like there's there is nothing wrong i I believe that coming home at night and smoking a big fat joint is a whole lot better than coming home at night and drinking a bottle of liquor and beating somebody. Like exactly, the, it, yeah. And, and I've not heard one cop say that they've ever had to fight someone that has smoked weed. All of them said, "I've never had to uh, fight anybody that's high." Sure, fight a drunk. Yeah, well, let's else. talk about weed overdoses too. Right, it's right. something they don't have to yeah. respond to, man. Yeah. You don't have to Narcan somebody that snuck the doobie. No, you don't have to, well, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> maybe order a pizza. You if right, right, order you if a pizza. Stone. Yeah, they're gonna you order them some water before they dehydrate to death. But mm -hmm. it's 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 one of those things, man. It's like I should be able to grow it in my front yard. Exactly, I, I should be able to grow it in my front yard. I mean, it, it's, it, there are so many benefits to that just one plant. And, and let's go ahead and mention the obvious. That's probably why it's illegal. 
Come on, is yeah. because of the benefits. Sure. Big, oh, yeah. big, big, let's just go ahead and men also Call mention it what the it obvious. Is. Big Pharma, big, big so pharma wants to keep it away. Big Pharma wants to keep it out of everybody's hands because of the medicinal benefits. Because then <clears throat> it's going to hit, main, it's gonna hit mainstream and they're going to lose money. That's plain, that is the only reason that it is illegal. It's not because... Well, it's harmful. One of the things that's going to come out with my campaign that I'm open about is 2018. I was diagnosed December 2018, diagnosed with COPD after battling this mysterious upper respiratory <laughs> infection for the better part of six months. Uh, you know, Dr. White there uh, in Jackson said that I had COPD. My blood oxygen averaged like 75%. Uh -huh. I was about half to be on oxygen, but on, uh, you know, breathing treatments every couple hours, five different inhalers, uh, started that in December, 2018, February, 2019. I got my first real dab cart from California. By the end of February, I stopped all breathing treatments. I have not touched them since then. And every time I go to the doctor and I see the new doctor, they listen to my lungs. I tell them I have COPD. They don't believe me. They have to go look at my medical records. And they're like, you don't sound like you have COPD. What do you do? I go, I smoke weed. That explains it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, 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 <clears throat> there has... Even coming out now that they claim that they're like just researching, there is just tons and tons of research coming out that it is reversing all kinds of stuff. And just like you mentioned, Bandit, you know, they that they think about how much money they would lose in chemotherapy a year because of people that oh, yeah. are no longer having cancer because they come home and smoke a joint every day. And and it this is this is a real thing. Like and, yeah, and, I, and I, you know, the endocannabinoid system is you know, of your one, body. there's a correlation between the time that they took natural CBD, you know, uh, when they made everything illegal, when they took it out of our natural food supply, yep. and how people ingested it, you know, when they took it away, it shows a correlation between that and a rise in cancer. 100%. 100%. So, you know, and it, they've proven that we have an endocannabinoid system and that yep. we need THC. And one of the things uh, that, you know, for mental health, especially with our veterans, I can't, you know, even firefighters, I've got uh, a few PTSD. firefighters that support me. Uh, they all prefer smoking weed over the bags of pills given. Yeah. And, I'm about to that. Yeah, that's what they want. <clears throat> yep. It, and just and look, and look at the overdoses too. Look, look at uh, all everything that's legal. Look at uh, the alcohol-related deaths. Alcohol is legal. And, and I'm gonna tell you guys how to. One of the things that'll help, you know, that help with the mental, you know, to help you mentally with it, but to where you can have that continuous high where you don't have to take the tolerance breaks. Eat foods high in magnesium. Sure, sure, sure. Because THC actually burns up the magnesium in your body, and when you lose that magnesium, that's when you start losing the high feeling. Sure. So you have to have lots of magnesium. I mean, it sounds like, of course, you know, you know, obviously you've, you've done their work. And I mean, all this information is out there. Like I tell people all the time and have exactly. been preaching it for years that this, you know, that this is a real thing. And like, I even know, you know, people personally and know good stories of people using like the RSO oil and stuff yeah. to, to completely cure themselves of a multitude of things. I'm not talking just cancer. You know, there's <clears throat> a variety of things across the spectrum that your body needs these cannabinoids, like you were oh, saying yes. for, because it, it, it is really a part of us. There was times in, in even this country that it was one of the most common plants grown in your front yard, not, you know, not only for food sources, but for, you know, and then smoking and such, but even, even like uh, textiles of different kinds, because there's so much you can do with the stuff. You know, they, they did the whole, 
nationwide of the industrial hemp. But I mean, I, of course, see my, my, I guess my biggest problem is, is I don't like big government toying with my weed because I've seen all of the genetic modifications they've done to a lot of things. And it makes me a little uneasy. I will say living in Georgia, it is still very common that if you're off hiking in these deep, dark woods of Georgia that still exist everywhere, it is not unusual to come across some good old fashioned wild weed. Like I've seen it in my lifetime. So I know it exists. It, you know, and it's just, it's, it, you know, people, people don't realize that there's, This was here long before us, I guess. And just just in a small amount of time, I'm going to say 100 years or less, they have turned it into a fear thing and got people away from it. But now everyone I, I've seen the polls before. And even on a nationwide poll, we're talking like 67 percent of the country is like, yes, give us pot. Like, why is it even still legal? This is the st- illegal. This is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Here's the thing that I also have in my favor that I've thought about with the election. Sure. All right. You've got the 60, 70, 80 year olds. I can't tell you how many of them. I mean, I I haven't ran across any of them that said that they don't want weed legal. They've all said, I want weed legal. Right. right. So, those are the people that were born in the 60s or were teenagers in the 60s, 70s, when they were starting to crack down on the weed and they wanted it legal. Then right. you got my age group and, you know, 50, 40s, 50s that had the D.A.R.E. program, but are, you know, no, now, hey, wait a minute, come on. Who, you know, it's got to be legal. And then you got the younger kids now that all want it legal. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I've and I've traveling. I've I've traveled quite you know quite a few places and stuff. And I will say, in a lot of cultures, like even even American cultures, you know, like subcultures and stuff, because there's people don't realize there's subcultures in America. But weed is a is a very common thing in that subculture from a young age, even you know, even in different forms, and and you know. Everybody's just having to, you have to basically live a life in fear because if you yeah. happen to have a little bit of this plant in on your person and you get the wrong cocky cop, you know, yep. you're, you're going to get shot. Like it's not even about being put in a cage anymore. Oh, yeah. You're trigger happy nowadays and you're going to end up on the side of the road, not coming home to your kids all because you went to pick up a bag so that you weren't at home drinking and being a terrible person. Cause I, I'm not a big fan of drinking. I once in a blue moon, do I have a drink? for my birthday or something, you know, or, and, and I don't even like drink heavy. Like it'll be like a beer or a glass of wine or something. But like, you know, I, I'll, I'll tell you right now, I've, I, I'd rather have my bud to chill out with and unwind than anything else in this world. And I believe a lot of people could agree with me. I don't, I don't talk to anybody anymore. I think that doesn't agree with me. And, you know, even, even my own parents who cracked down on me as a kid, will enjoy one with me now as an adult. So it's just, it's, it, it's a real thing. And I think it's, I think it's silly that everybody hides it in the house because they're worried of persecution. And I think it's silly to persecute. And I could say also with my signs, it is let people be more know that it's okay to be vocal, that they support legalization. Yeah. You know, because I can, you know, a lot of people are scared to speak out, you know, because, you know, it still has that stigma. And, then, you know, this election, it'll give them that opportunity to get their voice out there to be heard without anybody knowing it. Sure. You know? uh, it, but it, it's, it, it's, they want it, yeah, they want it to happen. And we've got to give it to the people. I, I couldn't agree more. And do I mean, it right, you know, because the, the biggest thing is, I, you know, the, the propaganda, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, what about people driving high? What about it? Tens of thousands of people do it every day. You do not know because it does not affect your driving. So why make a law for that? You, 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 what, what, most of them are waiting for the stop sign to turn green. Like, that's... <laughs> <I> mean, <Yeah. laughs> and... and yeah, you know, they say, oh, well, there's a, you know, we're going to create a breathalyzer. All right. You create a breathalyzer because a cop can't tell if you're high. Yeah. 
So does that mean if he pulls you over for doing a you know, roll through at a stop sign, I can't tell if you're high, but let me go make you prove that you're not high by you got to you know, do this breathalyzer. You I mean, know? That's, that's liberty <laughs> infringing all day long, if you ask me. Exactly. And, and know, it's, it's, a, it's a shame. It's stuff like that. You know, it's the fear from the propaganda that, you know, they're going to want to make laws for to create criminality that you don't need. Exactly. That's, and you know, that's, there's, there's no reason, I guess, you know, that, that, I guess that's one big problem I've always had uh, in a sense from my perspective with legalization is when you legalize something, they try to add on all of these other little, you know, write-offs. So like, okay, you can have it if, or you can have it what, when you, exactly. you know, and that's why I've, I've always been more of a decriminalization guy. You know, I believe that it is just a plan and y'all need to just back off and leave people alone. I, I don't, I have never met the shady weed dealer that's going to go murder kids with the money no. that they made. You know what I'm saying? Like all that propaganda is just that, like it's ridiculous nonsense that has been, you know, made up by people that want to make money in other aspects for decades now, decades upon decades, you know, you've, you made mention Most of, you know, like the sixties and seventies when they started really cracking down and stuff. And, <clears throat> You know, even I, I can remember even in like the 80s and 90s when they would crack down on it and just trying to make it seem like it's the worst possible thing that you could have ever ran across. And oh, yeah, when I finally found it at the age that I did as you know, as a, as a young teenager, it I was just like, oh, wait, so this isn't the terrible bad thing that they said it is. What else wow. are they lying about? And here we are today on this, you know, crazy show that I host. <laughs> I got two things like Go for it. one. The first is like most of the time, uh, you know, the, your dealers are just people that are, it, it's a side hustle for them. Yep. They're, you know? they, got a, a they got a wife and kids at home. They got to make ends meet. Yep. It's a, yeah. it's an easy side hustle. No uh, different than selling Mary Kay. Yeah. Trying to, trying to make ends meet, man. And, uh, wow. the, the second thing is, uh, going back, uh, what what kind of rubs me the wrong way is like your boomers now, um, they're they're probably for it. Boomers, baby boomers, whichever one, they're they're for it. <clears throat> but at the same time, when they were in their forties, like I am, they were punishing their kids for having it or even thinking about doing it. Uh, it's it's some of the hypocritical nonsense. They want it now because, oh, they heard it's good for pain. Uh, well, but at the same time, when they were in their 40s, the same age I am now with their, with their young kids, they were calling the cops on their own kids or punishing their kids for doing the same thing. You know, it's that hypocritical nonsense that needs to be tossed aside, this brainwashing of an entire generation that this plant is bad for you, you know? <clears throat> teens like no it ain't. Because come on, I remember I was 13 when I started smoking weed, Same. and you know my you know, the guy got you know, got it from it was either my sister or a guy that lived right across the street, and you know he smoked it with his kids. He smoked it with all of us, and he did. He goes, I just want to make sure the kids have something safe. You know? Yeah, and that's all he did. He's like, I'd rather. You know, take care of the kids, yo. Because as long as he knew he we were getting it from him, he knew we were safe. <clears throat> and Absolutely. My I mean, my, my my mom was against it, but I had you know my best friend growing up, and his mom his mom took care of us because she would rather us get it from her and then you know go out on the street and get she was she was more worried about us getting it you know from the scary guy, the made up scary man in in the parking lot trying to hurt us. But, and I get that and I respect that, you know, as, as an adult, sure. Like I, I have no problem when I feel my kids are ready for it or I already catch them or whatever, when they get to that age that I'd rather, I'd rather you sit out here and smoke a joint with me than go to your friend's house and drink God knows what in a field, that, because in, I've been in those places it. and they were I've bad places. Both, I've been in both places, man. You nailed it. I would rather my kids come home or even yeah. smoke weed with their friends. Yeah, at home in the backyard, then go to a field party, or go or park off 
exactly. You never know what's going to happen. In a friend's factory. And then have to lie or make up a story about not being able to come home because they're drunk. But it's, see, and then there we go. That's where I don't think we need to have any kind of criminality if a parent decides or chooses to partake or let their child partake <laughs> with them at home where nobody knows, nobody sees, where the parent knows that child is safe. Who yep. gives a fuck? Why make a wall say they can't do it? Yeah. I totally agree. Like, there's there's no reason. I, I, I Again, I mean, I can't emphasize this enough for everyone listening out there and checking us out and such, that there is there is no reason to be tormenting people over a plant. There is better yep. things for police to be doing. There is better things for cop, for, for lawyers and judges to be doing. Like, we, oh, yeah. waste, we yeah. waste millions of dollars a year, millions, millions probably, nationwide, yeah. On pers on pers persecuting people <clears throat> that are, for the most part, medicating themselves, whether it be anxiety issues, whether it be pain issues, whether it be stomach issues, cancer issues, you know, the list truly goes on. And, yeah. and, 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 and don't get me wrong. I know, you know, like from 13 till who knows when it was the fun thing to do as like a kid and, you know, get caught, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's not, it's not just about the fun times. It's also about like, you know, a serious nature of things. There is, there is plenty of diseases out there that we've made mention of this evening a couple times that, you know, this kind of stuff helps you, you reverse COPD. You know, if, if, if I could have convinced my grandmother to listen to me and start vaping the, the, the dab pens and such, like I tried to, maybe she wouldn't have had as much trouble with her lung cancer and died because her, C her COPD advanced because she, you know, li listened to people that were just trying to profit off of her from my perspective. And, and it's, it's ridiculous to see people dying unnecessarily you know, everybody's talking about, oh, we need healthcare this, healthcare that. No, you need to be taught the truth about the world around you and the things that you put in your body as 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 per you know your healthcare. Like the 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 most of the stuff in the grocery store is garbage. I mean, I know a lot of us that's the only choice we have, but like you've you've taken you've taken away things like like weed and you've taken away things like dandelions convinced you to kill them and stuff like that and both of these products are highly medicinal items that can heal your body and the fact that we would rather have grass growing in our yard over tomato plants and weed plants is absolutely you know ludicrous i bet people from a hundred years ago would look at our yards and go well what's all this what? green bullshit that you have like like where's where's your weed plants where's your fruits and vegetables like it's 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 shameful really like we we should be more independent i think it's ridiculous to you know re rely on some of these corporations to take care of our every need because they're the ones who are lobbying to keep things like this illegal oh yeah i i guess you know a lot of people don't understand that aspect of things and and you know it's it's it it's a it's a true thing and I got to say, you know, I, again, I, I admire, I admire what you got going on and I hope everybody locally that's checking this out and everybody, you know, nationwide and worldwide, since I see you over there in the Czech Republic and Australia watching and listening, uh, <laughs> you know, are, che are keeping up with us and stuff, you know, maybe there's some things to think about here. And, you know, even, even I, I would hope that maybe seeing a regular guy getting out here to try and make a difference inspires someone else somewhere else in this country to get out there and try to make a difference. Like yeah. he, he truly does have a good shot. I've looked through his, you know, statistics and stuff like that. And what people are talking about out here online, which I will share what places that you can find him on uh, with this, with this episode, of course, like I usually do, but you know, you guys, <clears throat> he's, he's got a good chance at getting this district. And I think that as bandit mentioned, even if he isn't successful at getting anything past the fact that he, he did it and shows up for it is going to be more inspirational to the little guy than I think the little guy understands because we have been, we have thought for my entire lifetime that you've got to know someone to even get in there, you know, because it just always seems to be family and friends and the same handful of families running the country for the past hundred years or so. Well, was George Carlin said something like, you know, it's a big club and you're not part of it. Right. 
and and I really yep. believe that. And but but seeing you're you know you're not the first person I've talked to Leland out here that's actually trying to do this. I've I've talked to other people that are everyday Joes that you know are are trying to make a difference. And I think it's very inspiring because for the longest time most of us have just stayed out of politics in general and now it's kind of blown up and everybody's arguing and instead of arguing we put up this show to come out here and talk to people and show differences of opinions and differences of views and stuff can 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 work and work together and then i see people like yourself out here actually trying to get into the system and make a difference and i i you know people know me they know i don't believe you can truly make a giant difference you know you're never going to fix the system with the system oh, yeah, but you can be a thorn in that system side Oh, and yeah. and be and be some sort of change by being that thorn, and I think that's inspiring. Mm-hmm. Any of my you know bandit, you got anything else you'd like to add to this this evening? No, I'm. I'll be looking forward to seeing you in the Senate, though. Yeah, oh, I look forward to having him. Even though I'm not, even there. though I'm not in Georgia, even though I'm not in Georgia, I'm just north in Kentucky. I'll be looking when forward to seeing you in October. My campaign. I built it to beat. I knew I would have to beat, you know, if I ran, it'd be a Republican. Whoever I was running against, I'd have to beat them in the primary, and it would have to be the Democrat. Sure. And in doing so, I picked up the Democrat vote, the Republican vote, the Libertarians, and the one issue voters. Yeah. Wow. Don't get discouraged because get discouraged. they are going to do they are going to do everything they can oh yeah to grind you out of the picture man they will oh they're going to try to smear you hard dude hardcore sure. man hard don't get discouraged mm. i ain't worried that's right man Fantastic. that's right Dan, Dan, you got anything uh, else you'd like to ask or add to for Leland and Stephen Dan uh, I mean, honestly, I'm, uh, you know, I'm in California, but just to echo what Bandit said, I'm excited to see you in Senate, man. I think that you're going to do a lot of really good things. And, you know, you seem like a regular dude, which I think, honestly, a lot of people are going to relate to. And because of that, you're going to garner that vote, you know? It, it's, uh, I'm actually really surprised at the amount of support that I've gotten from the, the people. <clears throat> But I deliver to because, you know, like I said, I deliver groceries and I put 150 <clears throat> miles on my truck a day in this area. And I knew where to put the signs at. And it's just people telling everybody. And, you know, people order, make an order just to see if I deliver their groceries <laughs> to them now. Nice. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's, I, I've gotten a lot. <clears throat> I never thought I would. So, hey, the actual election is on. Is, is in October. The primaries well, are tomorrow. Primary is tomorrow, and that's the primaries. Which one of us, four people that are running Republican, will yeah. run yeah, the Republican in the general election gotcha, in November? Gotcha, gotcha. Fantastic. Uh, Leland, you got anything else you'd like to tell out there to all all your your listeners and the folks that are going to be you know getting getting you elected in here, starting getting it going tomorrow? Man, just the change. It's got to start with you. You know, get that voice out there. You know, if you you know too scared, out loud, just say it with your vote. That's the only way to get it up there. Because if we can sit there, if I get elected in, that's going to tell the capital that the people of Georgia want legal weed. Yes, sir. I I completely agree. The and people have spoken. Yeah. I'll put them on notice for sure. And that, and that of course is why I was ecstatic to have him and invited him over to come on here tonight so that all, all you folks and our watchers could, could meet him and hopefully keep up with him and kind of be in his corner rooting him on. Of course, I'll have his Facebook pages shared for you guys so that you can get on there and yeah. give him some love there and follow him there and keep up with what's going on and, I definitely wish you luck in the primaries tomorrow for sure, because I would definitely like to come up for you to come back on here and talk to us some more as we get closer to the actual election and such. Cause I, I like your gumption, sir. And I, I think you're going places with this. It, 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 it's a very promising thing. And, and you know, I, I, I appreciate you for coming on here with us this evening and shooting the shit about everything. Um, I appreciate having me on here. 
Yes, sir. And you know, of course, everybody else, you know, you know, to uh, you'll be able to check out his links. Don't forget to check out our sponsors' links and make sure you check out our links for our our merch because it's still out there getting hot. Like you guys gotta enjoy some of that unconstitutional awakening merch. And uh, of course, we'll see you guys next time on Unconstitutional Awakening. Y'all have a great evening. Bye now.